Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 36, which starts uh, mid-song with Merry and Pippin singing their song at the Green Dragon Inn and ends with some random person sweet-talking Rosie Cotton and says, Good night, sweet. Uh, cutting off midline that we'll finish tomorrow. Yeah. I love this song that they are singing. Mm. It's very fun. They make a point in all four commentaries, really, to talk about how it's kind of a shame that this minute had to get cut, this scene, mm-hmm. because it's the only time that we really see the pre-journey camaraderie of our main guys. Right. As well as, like, some things about Hobbit culture that we don't really see at the party. And we see the the four, the three old, older guys and Sam sitting around rumor-mongering, which is something that, like, Hobbits are really kind of known for in the books. Right. They love to gossip. Because Sam's, Sam's dad, the gaffer, is the town is gossip. Is the town gossip. Okay. So it runs, in his, it runs in his family. Yes. But but Sam's not necessarily one for the gossiping. Sam just wants to, to grow his flowers and talk to Rosie, but he can't because he's shy. <laughs> I like the look that they share. Yeah, the wistful look. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, she's looking at me. Because <laughs> she, she's just happily cleaning ga- glass. And then she looks up and sees him and she smiles. And then he's just like, oh, I'm going back to my pipe. I think it's funny, though, that, like, she makes eye contact and she acknowledges him and then she, like, vigorously cleans the glass. <laughs> I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Is She's going to churn like... his butter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> some, like, hobbit flirting. Yeah. Like, like he's... I'm make this so clean. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> some gender roles right there. Look how clean I make your dishes. Wed me. <laughs> <laughs> and bed me. Oh, God. No. I mean, he has, like, what, five kids or something? I don't remember how many kids Sam has. He has, like, a litter. (laughs) He does. He has has some kids at the very end. Hobbits? I mean, because Sam is one of six. One of six. six. uh, Which we never meet any of his siblings. No. In the books or the movie. Presumably they're all farmers. (laughs) Or at the very least, gardeners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, keeping the family business alive one way or another is the the gaffer is. The family business? What? Making babies? (laughs) No, gardening. Oh. <laughs> I, have a, I have a whole landscaping company. He's 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 fathered a landscaping company. Well, I mean, because he worked as um, Bilbo's, Bilbo's gardener, gardener for a while, and then he retired and passed it on to Sam. Yeah, Sam's Bilbo's gardener. But how many uh, how many how many other hobbits are using his children as gardeners? And he probably takes a cut. Probably. Like, I mm. raised you. I raised you. I'm too old to work. <laughs> Give me thirty percent. Oh. Okay. I you think he'd take thirty percent? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> Just ten percent off the top. No he's questions kinda, asked. He's a gossipy, curmudgeonly old man. I don't think he doesn't come off as curmudgeonly. I mean he does call Frodo cracked, which is kind of rude. Yeah. He's like, Oh, he's cracking and Frodo's like, Well, I just got you beer, so whatever. <laughs> Proud of it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Taking the high road. Okay, so it doesn't look that like he's carrying one, two, three, four, five mugs right. of beer to the table, but he slides four and then he has his own. Yes. I think he must be carrying five. He must have three in one hand and two in the other. But those steins... I didn't count them. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go back and look because it looks like those steins Just are kind of enormous. Nor- well, yeah, I mean... They're probably half pints because they're half pints. Right. 
But I know they're half pints because, you know, it comes in pints. You missed my pun. Half pints because they're halflings? Because they're half pints. <laughs> so I guess they, um, um, they had to change the song lyrics yeah, or they because, switched it around a little bit. Cause it's kind of from a different place in the story. Yeah. Um, cause when the song happens in the book, um, it's the, uh, you're right. She does. She starts cleaning that much more vigorously. <laughs> When the song happens in the book, it's uh, Frodo, Sam, and Pippin all on the road already. Yeah. Um, he's only carrying four. Yeah, he's only carrying four. Where does the other one come from? That other random guy. Oh, I guess. What? <laughs> but five just appeared. What? Okay, so maybe he got his own drink and people were like, Frodo, you're rich. Spot us, man. And he's like, all right, I got you, fam. And so he goes back up to the bar and grabs four. But that's clearly not what it looks like in the scene. Like, it looks like he slides four away. Yeah. And then still has one. And then he has one. It's magic. I've never noticed it's, it's that a, before. I haven't either. I wonder, that might be just a little production mistake. That's incredible. That's so funny because he definitely slides one to every person at the table. And then picks one up. And then he has one in front of him still. Yeah. That's pretty great. I never noticed that. That's fantastic. I also never would have noticed the Rosie cleaning more vigorously. No, I always if you hadn't noticed that it out. because I have definitely, um, I've definitely like stared off wistfully at some, like you know, when you were in high school or something, yeah. and you're like kind of just staring dreamily at your crush, and then like they look over, and you're just like, oh, taking notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wasn't staring. Um, and then the more aggressive people just kind of stare back, and then it becomes like crush chicken, like crush chicken. Who looks away first? I don't know. That's my high school experience. <laughs> I definitely looked away though. Um, but yeah, no, it's so funny because like she she doesn't play it casual either. No, she doesn't at all. She's just like she's just like oh oh, <laughs> and then she like she gets in there. She she like, She's like, look what I can do. Wipes the heck out of that <laughs> cup. And it's really funny. Her smile gets very big. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cute that he doesn't Frodo, do anything. Frodo he and her are totally do... in on it together. No, he doesn't do anything about it. He's like, oh. And he kind of shyly looks away. He almost drops his pipe. Yeah. I I, I definitely am, am a fan of the idea that Frodo and Rosie are just in on this together to like get, get Sam with her. All right, Rosie, when he looks over at you at the bar, just intimidate him. Clean yeah. that cup. And she's like, gotcha. Gotcha. You I don't got know it. what this means, but. Got it. <laughs> we're going to make, we're gonna, we got to make Sam as uncomfortable as possible. What do you think? Until the, he figures this out. What do you think the direction on that scene was? It's like, okay, Clean Sean, that cup. All sexy like. No, no. Yeah. It's like, okay, Sean, look wistfully at her. Okay. I don't know the actress's name. She probably looked that she up. She only has like one line in this movie. Yeah. And it's in this minute. Yeah. It's good night, lads. But like you, Rosie, do whatever. You're going to be cleaning this cup, but you need to like, you need to look at him like. You like, need to like acknowledge you want him. him. <laughs> you want him. Like you, how do you clean a cup like sexily? I mean, okay, so. Uh, some people probably think she just did. I. I. But I don't understand. I mean, she's adorable. I mean, they're both adorable, but I don't understand if it's supposed to be symbolic <laughs> yeah, right, of anything. Right. I mean, because a cup is not... Right. Like, 
it's not a a traditional symbol of masculinity i mean if if sam was a lady maybe yeah if the role i'm gonna clean this cup yeah get it girl (laughs) i'm gonna gonna get in there (laughs) get every bit (laughs) oh my god but like (laughs) this I'm sorry. I just noticed it. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it is funny. I never, I, I never picked up on the fact that like she, she like, she's like, all right, double time when she notices him, right? Because she like she stops for a second, smiles at him, and then like doubles her speed, cleaning the cup. Like, like does she want? Maybe she wants to like get through all of her chores so she so can go she can, talk like, to Sam. Come over there, yeah. And then he's like, oh god, a girl. <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> for shame. The lady has got me looking. I must write five hundred sonnets about it. Oh. <laughs> I'm all I'm all at Twitter. <laughs> but apparently this scene got cut because they were spending too much time in Hobbiton, which I want everyone to to take a step back <laughs> and realize that this is the beginning of week nine. No. Seven. Seven. Is this week seven? Eight. Eight. This is the beginning of week because eight it, for us. Yeah, because it ends with forty. Right. So this is the multiplication. Beginning of multiplication. <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. Okay. I wasn't a math person. I'm not either, but <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's Monday. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this got cut because they were spending too much time in Hobbiton, but we've been spending the last twenty-five minutes there. It feels like the last year of my life it's been almost a month and a half in hobbiton it's been over because two months because it's like eight and a half minutes in the prologue before we get to hobbiton that's true and we haven't left but except for a brief sojourn to gondor (laughs) and mordor and mordor concerning hobbits which we're both in a minute right concerning hobbits isn't in the The theatrical theatrical cut either so you're you're only you're still only you're still looking at like ten minutes in Hobbiton, twelve minutes in Hobbiton in the theatrical cut of the movie. Yeah, which still, which I guess probably still felt like quite a while. But I mean, Frodo hasn't left yet, right? And it takes them it's a little another while. few minutes before he leaves, or at least two. Uh, no, because Gandalf needs to be exposition Gandalf. Oh yeah, it's like another next week. It's just like Gandalf, just like bust down the wall like the Kool-Aid man. I'm here to tell you the story. Is it secret? Is it safe? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Why is it like, what's his name? Duffman? No, not Duffman. Um, uh, The wrestler. Oh, Macho Man. Every time I do, oh, yeah. every time I do the Kool Aid Man, now it's just Macho Man. I mean, it's similar. Can you imagine? <laughs> just like Kool Aid Man busts through the wall with like the Macho Man glasses, the hat, the big frilled leather jacket. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, <laughs> who's ready for some Kool Aid? But instead of the Kool Aid Man, it's just Gandalf, like with the macho man glasses and the hat and yeah. the frills. No, I I like macho man as Gandalf. That's what the Saruman the many colored outfit would have been. <laughs> like the macho man. Wouldn't that be the one that had the crazy bird mask with the the streamers? Yeah. What which one is that? Oh. Uh, this is for like maybe two people. I don't even know wrestling, but 
Oh, um, the the one that's like he makes the big arms and he like freaks out and he like died recently. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I feel terrible. <laughs> putting you on the spot isn't it the something warrior oh the ultimate warrior yeah it's not a bird mask it looks like a bird he but has yeah. the flappy bird streamers yeah i don't know what i i don't know what wrestling is that's fine i mean yes. we get wizard wrestling later but yeah we do <laughs> they have they get to have a cage match it's fine a cage match it doesn't count because it's made of obsidian that's just hardcore. There's no refs. <laughs> the eagles are like, one, two, three. There's <laughs> like an Urukai with a sign. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, our man. It's all the Urukai doing the wave. I don't even know what is happening on this podcast anymore. But it's before, fine. I Tangents. Talk, before I was talking about Rosie vigorously cleaning a cup, um, the song lyrics... Uh, they they changed themselves. They adapted it from the book. The song is in the book, and it's it's like after, six lines. It's in the chapter uh, "Shortcut to Mushrooms" after Frodo, Sam, and Pippin are moving Frodo from Bag End to uh, Buckleberry. Yeah, and they are stopped like at camp for the night, and Pippin and Sam just sing this song. Because hobbits sing. And Frodo's like a grumpy old man at this point. Because he's like, I'm going to leave my friends behind. I'm never going to see them Because again. he actually is 50 at this point. Right. <laughs> but like... But that's after... He probably feels like he's never going to see them again after he leaves to go to Rivendell. Yeah. Because he doesn't want company because... It's dangerous. No. I Frodo, I think the power of the ring, too, it... Makes you want to isolate yourself. I think the power of the ring is like depression. Yeah. It just drags you down, makes you grumpy, makes you want to isolate yourself from your friends and your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I've never drawn that parallel before. And I kind of want to see how, how that, well that carries tracks. through. I think it's like slightly different in different characters too, though, because I did I wouldn't necessarily describe Gollum when he had the ring, at least not the depiction of him in The Hobbit as being like, depressed i think Gollum, when he had the ring is more like drug addiction yeah he's he's riding a high yeah because he's like he's singing to himself happy songs right he's having fun tormenting goblins in the caves right because he lures goblins down and then he eats them yeah and then he eats well yeah instead of the weird fish in the lake or whatever like Gollum, for the most for the most part seems like he's having a pretty good time with himself in the hobbit not here no because he's been He's going through withdrawals. withdrawals. Yeah. I mean, that's not fun for anybody. Like, uh, for some people, the ring might be like an upper, and for some people, it's like a downer. Probably has something to do with, like, the kind of person you are before. Well, they talk about how the ring, like, bearing a ring is not a privilege, it's a burden. Yeah. And I think that tracks the mm -hmm. most with Frodo, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Because he knows... I mean, Bilbo's different. Bilbo just has it, and yeah. then he starts... Going through the same process that Gollum did. But not till he's starting to think about getting rid of it. Right. Uh, but Frodo, he knows the significance of it up front. I mean, maybe not up front. It takes him like 17 years to get moving. But before he starts personally carrying it, he kind of understands what the significance of the ring is. Yeah. Um, because currently it's just 
in the bottom of a chest in the back end. But now he's carrying it in the book anyway, not in the movie. Yeah. Um, in the book at this point when the song is being sung, he's carrying it and he's kind of trying to distance himself from his friends. And it's cool that they took the song out of that context and put it in this context. Um, because it's pre Rainbow right. Frodo. Because that con- the context in the book is them kind of trying to cheer Frodo up because they're on the road. They're trying to have a good time. Yeah. And the context here is that they're just having a good time right. in Hobbit and hanging out with their cousins. Mm-hmm. And having a bit of fun. Like, they, they make a joke out of the song because uh, the implication from, like, the way everyone reacts in the bar is yeah. that Cause it's that's, ad- like, the, a known the song. Line, the line is ad-libbed. Yeah, and- like, that's a known song and then... Pippin is just like, oh, I've got a good idea. Yeah, a mug of beer inside this took, and yeah. everyone loses their mind, and yeah. it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, while the while the hobbits are all gossiping, there's a line there in, in their in their gossip that I've always found kind of interesting because mm-hmm. I I wonder who exactly they're talking about when they say there's been folks crossing the Shire, dwarves and people of a more unsavory nature. Yeah, who has a more unsavory nature than a dwarf in the eyes of a hobbit? I don't not know. elves. Well, they don't trust elves either, do they? No, but they, no, they don't. Hobbits don't trust anybody. But I don't think I, I can't imagine that you would ever describe an elf as, as unsavory compared to a dwarf. Yeah. Well, maybe that's referring because the but black, the black riders, riders are all are in the shire. Around. Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably like the the poor guy that's just chopping his firewood last week and which traumatized. In the, which in the book, I guess, is supposed to be like that happens to the gaffer. Yeah, it happens to the gaffer. It happens to uh, Farmer Maggot mm. after the hobbits go to the ferry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just some rando. You need you need a random extra to introduce yeah. because you can't – it's too complicated. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a – because that's only like not even 90 pages into the book and there's like a lot has just been thrown at you right. by this time. And we're – 36 minutes into a movie. Right. 37 minutes into a movie. If this was a like a 90 to 100 minute movie, this would be the end of the first act and we're not even out of like the introduction part yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rough, buddy. But the movie is like almost four hours long. Yeah. So, including yeah. credits, but I guess credits don't count. Well, the credits for this movie are also incredibly long. Right. Uh, especially we will for the get ex- there. Especially for the extended, because 2,000 plus cast and crew, and the fan club mm. credits, which are longer than the crew credits. Hey, man. If I... I don't know. I think it'd be cool if we... I don't know. Can you imagine being a Tolkien fan in, like, the 80s, when there right. was, like, nothing? Maybe the, the animated movies? Yeah. And then... All there was was the books, basically. Right. And there's no internet. Right. So you're basically either... You're in this and if you, fan club that you subscribe to by mail. There's probably like a bi-monthly magazine or something they yeah. send you. And you get this cool little membership jacket. And maybe you go to like regional meetings or yeah. however people hung out with right. each other before the internet. I'm, <laughs> I am well aware that You're not I, far off. No, I have no idea what pre-internet socialization would be like what you've described is basically the origin of all like the like dragon con and GenCon and all that yeah that's pretty much how they started is like a few groups of people started like fan clubs and they got together decided to have a big meet and it just grew right and the internet made it grow really big yeah because 
like I can't I can't I literally cannot conceive of a world before the internet because the internet like I had a computer when I was like what we had a computer when I was like 10 I know I've had the I've had access to the internet even if it was just at school for pretty much my entire life right and I'm almost 30 yeah so I don't I don't even know dude and but can you like imagine just sitting there and like going to the monthly meetings and rereading the books and or like if you're someone in college like digging through scholarly articles trying to find stuff about Tolkien's work yeah, yeah I mean because people have been writing scholarly articles on Tolkien's work since at least the 60s right I mean there's li- like literal card catalog yeah you have to go through the index cards. oh yeah because you know like there probably wasn't a computerized system in no. a lot of places literally the literal like Dewey Decimal like, card catalog yeah, yeah, like yeah. index cards yeah like little reading rainbow teaching you how to use library <laughs> And then this movie comes out and the internet blows up and you see your name on a movie. Like, that'd be the sickest thing. I made myself laugh in my brain because I mentioned reading Rainbow and then I was just like, have a look. Find a took. Oh, my God. (laughs) I found him. He's there. He's in this minute. (laughs) Yay. It's interesting that. Oh, well, no, I guess they name drop him. Gandalf knows who they are. But we don't actually have, like, a proper introduction. Introduction to Mary and Pippin. We never really get one. Until they ambush them in the corn maze. Right. But, like, even then, we never really get, like, a, there's never really, like, a fully proper introduction for Mary and Pippin. Like, a like a grow to learn who they are as we are introduced to them kind well, of thing. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're because, side characters at this point. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't get, like, what some people might consider to be, like, a full introduction to who they are as people until they split off to their own separate adventures. Right. But that makes... That's when they grow. Yeah. I mean, in the book, that's hap- that happens. Yeah. It's just, like you were saying a while yeah. ago, they're Rosencrantz and Gildenstern for most of Fellowship, yeah, in the are. book, anyway. And then they... There's, like, a whole plot point based on them, so naturally yeah. their characters are going to yeah. grow. Um, because it, like in the book, they don't even make a whole lot of, uh, effort. Tolkien doesn't make a whole lot of effort most of the time to separate that they're like two different people. They think the same, they act the same, yeah. they speak in the same way. But in this, in the scene where the song is from, Mary goes on ahead with yeah. a character that's not in the movie. Um, right. Fatty Bulger. Yeah. To move Frodo's stuff with the cart. Mary, Mary picked the right job. Yeah. He's like, okay, bye. We'll unpack. Um, I guess, but we'll be there two days before you guys are, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't have to sleep outside. Yeah. And they're moving into a house, which must be a strange thing for a hobbit. Is it like a proper house? Yeah, it's like a it's like a cabin, I believe. Like a shack? Yeah. Oh. Oh, because he's like downgrading and yeah. making a big deal about leaving the Shire. Or well, not the Shire, Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they're spies of the enemy are watching. <laughs> I'm yeah. Now that you point that out, though, I don't know, because in the book they encounter elves, and later will encounter elves mm. briefly. That's but, also not in the theatrical. I don't believe they're, they're a little encounter with the elves in this movie. Well, they don't even really talk to the elves in the book. They like have dinner with the yeah, elves, and, which is know, cool. Exchange news and stuff. Yeah. Also, um, the gaffer also says here. Wars brewing. It's yeah. just like, what gives you that impression? Well, he's old. Whatever. I mean, if the dwarves are evacuating, 
Yeah, I mean, dwarves are crossing the Shire going to the uh, Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains. I mean, I guess that they would talk, but the hobbits don't... I don't think the hobbits and hobbiton really talk to dwarves all that much. Maybe no. the gaffer does. Maybe because the gaffer's just like, hey, hey guys, where, where are you going? It, there, there's that line about trouble. Yeah. Like, don't, uh, don't, don't stick... What is it? Oh, it's, um, uh... <laughs> keep out of trouble and no trouble will come to you. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. that's their base. That's basically their motto. Yeah. I like that Frodo drinks to it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, that's good too advice. Too bad I'm not going to listen to it in <laughs> 15 minutes. Too, too bad I'm going to go home and find trouble in the shape of an old crazy man. <laughs> that's Lurking about my house like a burglar. That's next minute. You're spoiling. I'm spoiling You're the movie. spoiling it. Uh, I literally, I'm watching the movie for the first time, minute by minute. I don't know what's oh, going to happen next. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that is the that is the correct way to watch a movie for the first time. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is going to be one of our longer episodes in a while. Eh, whatever. We talk about... <laughs> talk about Rosie and her vigorous cup, cup handling. <laughs> oh, my God. You're welcome. Oh, one thing I thought was really funny when we were watching the commentary, because apparently I can't understand New Zealand accents, is during the, I think the Weta commentary, the art commentary, Yeah, someone says Green Dragon Inn, or something, like, they say Green Dragon, and there's, like, a syllable after it, and I swear to God, he says Green Dragonite, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, is that, a, like, a shiny? Like, <laughs> and uh I don't know. I Green Dragonite. Green Dragonite. That'd be cool. Mm. I like that their inn is called the Green Dragon, but... But they're like, ah, oh, dragons don't exist. Yeah, dragons don't exist. If you're speaking of the affair with the dragon, How... Bilbo's full of crap. How long do you think the Green Dragon has been in Hobbiton? Who knows? I mean, Hobbiton has existed for, in the history of Middle Earth, not really all that long. Right. No, it's not like thousands of years old, but, you know. Maybe a hundred years? A couple hundred years. The lifetime of a hobbit's fairly long. Because it's like, it's like the cheers of Hobbiton. Like, right. <laughs> Probably, it, so if it's if it's been there for, let's say, like three generations, it could be 400 years. Do you think that they have, that's the only pub? No, there's probably more. In Are you Hobbiton? kidding me? No, not in the Shire, in Hobbiton. Oh, I'm sure there's more than one. There has to be. Hmm. Let's remember. What, what does Bilbo say? What does Bilbo say about hobbits? They love to drink and smoke. They love to craft beer. Yeah, and the brewing of ales and the smoking of pipe smoking weed. Smoking of pipe weed. Yeah, but you can do like a home brew, right? And then go out and right. drink someone else's brew. Yeah, but the brew pub. But of all these people, are doing home brewing, and there's probably more than one pub. Yeah, I guess Hobbiton's so. like the 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 center of the Shire almost. No, I mean not in the Shire completely. Like, right, not, but if it's like the center, you you imagine that it's like, like the downtown. Like it's like a it's like a bigger town in the Shire, so it's probably got more than one pub. Yeah, because I mean, they don't all go drinking there at once. So do you think the other pub? So is it like, is it like in Hogsmeade <sighs> where you have like the three three broomsticks, which is like the 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 student pub, and right, then right. you go to uh oh god, what's the other? I one? have no idea. Hogshead, the Hogshead, is the shady one. Yeah. Do you think they have like a shady pub in Probably. Hobbiton? And then there's like a hipster pub the for hipster all those pub. millennial hobbits. Oh my god. 
We're not into it. It's like Portland Shire. Portland Shire. <laughs> That's weird. That's uncomfortable. No, because Hobbiton is supposed to be comfortable. I don't imagine that there's any like shady bits. I mean, there's always seedy places. I guess. Like the dive bar. I mean, where do the Sackville Bagginses go to drink? Probably not the Green Dragon Inn. They probably stay at home because they're party poopers. <laughs> grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> I don't imagine they socialize very much. I don't know. They, they can't be the only grumpy hobbits. No, the grumpy hobbits They must be other grumpy hobbits that they go associate with and be grumpy together and grump at Bilbo and the gaffer and all these other... Snooty hobbits. I don't know, hobbiton. but the gaffer doesn't seem particularly jovial. No. Their conversation is not jovial. He's laughing. A little. <laughs> Young Frodo here is cracking. But, He's like, got a smile on his face. Wars Bruin. Bilbo Baggins was crazy. Yeah. His nephew's crazier. <laughs> his nephew's going. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> We kept to ourselves and stayed in our hobbit holes. Damn millennials. And Frodo's like, hey, I bought you all beer. And they're like, awesome. You're they're so like, cool. Thanks. Anyway, these damn millennials. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, so you can find us on duelinggenre.com. Uh, you can email us, contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. If you owned the dive bar in Hobbiton, what would you call it? Well, that's a good question. I don't know what I'd call it. Something, something. I can't even. It can't even be pony because prancing ponies brie. Well, the yeah, the prancing pony, prancing ponies brie. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, we're on Twitter at lotr minute, Tumblr lotr minute dot com. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have an official podcast page, as well as a listener group. That was a tough one. Lots of alliteration that I couldn't spit out of my face. Uh, we've had a lot of cool discussions about uh, The Hobbit um, and kind of poking into adaptation theory. Yeah. The only reason I haven't responded is because I need <clears throat> to think about it a little more. I also definitely am going to start listening to those Tolkien Professor podcasts. Yeah, that sounds cool. It's like not basically that Not that I'm not also plugging something else on our on our podcast for <laughs> everyone to go listen to. Um, we're on iTunes. If you can, leave us a five-star review. That'd be really helpful and awesome. Uh, and if you like us, there's other podcasts on the Dueling Genre Network. Uh, the Doctor's Companion, which I co-host with Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. Nick was our guest last week. Scott and Nick do Back to the Future Minute. And all three of us write for Geek by Night, which is our fictional audio drama podcast about uh, 20-somethings who get superpowers and own a comic book shop. And it's a lot of fun. That's the dream, really. I know, right? Get superpowers on a comic book shop. Oh, I was just thinking of like owning a comic book shop and making a decent wage. But well, was, <laughs> my not, standards why are low. not both? Because then I would be holding be beholden to the public because I have superpowers and I would be like Spider Man because with great power comes great responsibility. No, I would just like go on TV and make it all look like a magic trick and just never tell anyone how I did it. This is make why, millions of dollars. This is why I'm in Ravenclaw and you're in Slytherin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. Speaking of Hogwarts and Hogwarts houses, um, coming soon to Dueling Genre is Harry Potter Minute, which I'm super pumped about. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I think in a couple weeks. And we are also on Patreon, which you can access through duelinggenre.com slash support. 
We have a one-time donation button on the site as well, if Patreon's not your style, as well as merch uh, for, not for this one yet. We keep saying that. We need to work on that. We'll work on it. Hopefully before Christmas. Yeah, we got to find the we got to find the time to put some shirt designs together. Mm. Our people will talk to your people. <laughs> Special thanks as always to our Patreon associate producer Leaper One Eighty Two, and have a good Monday. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.